This is a Rooster Teeth production. Okay. <clears throat> I have... Oh, God, it's close. It's 2.59. This is Jeff, and uh, I have decided as an experiment to be late to today's podcast. I'm never late. It was a whole thing. We talked about how I like to be 15 minutes early, but I decided to see how the other half lives. And so I'm going to see if I can be, if I can stomach being one minute late. It's driving me nuts already. All I have to do is just click one button, just one button to come in, but I need, oh, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. They're getting mad. I can see they're talking. They're upset. I, uh, oh, they're all in the, oh, why is one minute so long? I wish I had a timer. It's really, it's quite hard to allow yourself to be late when you could walk through the door. I don't, uh, if I join right now, I'm still technically on time. Uh, I don't know how you people do this. I don't know how you perennially late people. God, I used to manage a call center before this career. And, you know, it was a blessing when an employee would show up on time early was unheard of. Uh, 99.9% of the time, everybody was 10 minutes late. They seem so comfortable with it. I am, uh, uh, I'm nervously rubbing my leg because I just want to join the stupid room. Ah, oh, 301, I'm joining. I'm trying to like... So, why? uh, hey, what's I'm, up? I, uh, I'm late. Ask me why. Uh, okay, why are you late? I wanted to see how the other half lived. <laughs> yeah, I logged into 259, I hit record, and I just talked, I talked through it, uh, while I tried desperately not to, not to join, uh, I don't know how people wait, can do it. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that you're late to this recording. Yes. However, Jeff... In your way of describing being late to this recording, you have just explained that, in fact, you logged on early and started recording early and started recording by yourself early, but then showed up late. You son of a bitch. I was I was early to my being late, Frank. God damn it. Even to being late, you were early. (laughs) You're right. You're fucking right. I just wanted to talk through the psychosis of it because I was sitting here and I was driving me nuts and I was just begging it to be 301 so I could just fucking join because I hate it. I hate it at my core being late. Then I was early. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. Fuck. Wait, am I late now? Are we doing the episode now? Am I late because you started? How much of yours is are you using? Are you not recording? I'm recording now, but I was I didn't record when you joined. I didn't expect him to yell about being late early. I was recording already. I'm I'm a good boy. I don't even know. Fuck. I uh, I don't know what to do with that. Did you do the intro? Yeah, did you do the intro in it? No, I don't do intros anymore. Andrew turned me off to him. I will say I've been thinking about the intro, and I think it it probably does make sense. God damn it, Andrew! (laughs) I've I've reconsidered the intro, because we never really say each other's names on the show. So I don't know how else... So I don't understand. So when I say all this stuff, and it's weeks ago, you disagree... But then well, it just takes you like a month and a half to come around or what is it? Yeah, I think about it. I process it. For a month and a half? Well, I don't know. There's a lot going on. I was thinking about it. And you're right. We don't really say our names. I think the intro sucks in terms of a flow of a show. I don't think we need it in terms of, I don't know. It just feels weird to me. What feels weird? You just described all the reasons for needing it. And I don't understand because it's not for the flow of the show. It's strictly for business. It's a yeah. it's a 
I don't understand. No, I get what you're saying. Okay, so from my point of view, it's more naturalistic to just talk and doing an intro feels more performative or like it, it has to go a certain way. And that feels weird to me. I'm not as comfortable with that as just talking. So that's where my issue with the intro was. Yeah, but I always do it. I, I, well, now I'm now I'm disagreeing with you after agreeing with you. <clears throat> that is not true. I'm happy to do it, and you always decry it and say like, "Stop doing it. It doesn't need to be done." Nah, I, I disagree. I feel like I've done a few intros early on. Well, I tried to throw them to you to throw you a bone. Maybe two or three. <laughs> Very kind of you. I definitely did an outro. But we didn't do intros because you kept talking about how the intro was dumb. Yeah, that's fair. Is that why we stopped? I just thought we all agreed. No, nobody agreed. To my okay. frustration, everyone just stopped doing the intro. Well, maybe we should do the intro. This oh is, uh, this is, how far, Jeff, how long have you been recording for? Uh, seven minutes. Oh, that's not bad. I got in here like 20 minutes and was talking to myself nonstop. So we're both doing our own solo thing. Welcome to, uh, a f face <laughs> episode 21. 16. 16. What a fool I am. Of course, 16. I am not your host. I'm not the one who does intros. Andrew, joined by... My name is Jeff Ramsey, and... And I'm Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> that actually fits really well with what you we did. You did a good job. That's really good. Oh, man. The, the audience will not know it because Nick is so clever with the blade, as it were. Uh, but uh, there's some fuckery going about with the editing in this episode, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, technically, between you and I, Jeff, we would have like 30 minutes based on how early we were if we just went with our audio. We both were solo doing things. Were you just talking about you being late earlier or were you doing other things? I was talking about me being late. I was just talking about like what it feels like, how it was like get eating at the pit of my stomach. I was rubbing my leg. Like I actually realized I ripped some fucking leg hair off. I was rubbing my leg so hard. So you were like sat ready to go at your station being late. Yeah, I just I thought I, <laughs> as, I, th I wanted to see how the other half lives. I wanted to just I wanted to, I've, I've been early for 20 something years. What was it like? Uh, I hated it. I felt gross. I felt bad. I saw them all in the voice chat and I saw their little blinkers going, you know, and I was like, oh, they're talking and they're wondering where we are. Eric is, is slacking us. Uh, Andrew's getting mad. And I'm like, oh, man. And it just sucked. And I was like, I was every time I was watching, I was like, it's still three o'clock. It's still three o'clock. I could just log in right now. I could, it was the hardest physically difficult not to join. And then I joined one minute late and Eric immediately when I explained it, Eric immediately went, you're the dumbest person on earth. You were early. Huh? I don't think I've ever been mad at either. I'm trying to think what is the angriest I've ever been. I, I've taken note, Andrew, of my favorite part about making face and it's when i interrupt you while you're giving me the answer <laughs> to the question that i'm asking it happens so much just by accident and it and you you always just snap in the most hilarious way that's so out of character for you i love it every time it happens it doesn't make sense like i'm it's not even like i'm being vague or i'm trying to do a metaphor i'll be directly <laughs> explaining the information you're looking for and you'll just yell like faster give it now what i'm hearing is gavin is mike pence and andrew is obviously kamala harris and you're the fly on my head <laughs> and i'm the fly <laughs> yeah cuz usually it's like hey andrew why don't you do it like this and you and andrew will be like no, don't do it like this. And I'll be like, well, how do you want it done? And you'll be like, well, stop interrupting me. And it's like, it, to me, it's like a perfect flow of conversation. But for you, I'm like stepping all over you. And that's what I like about it. It's that Canadian speech pattern. You never know when you can jump in. <laughs>
Is that a thing? It is now. Okay, sure. I feel like you, Andrew is like ready to jump out after every single word and he's not fully committed to each sentence. He's just like, he'll, he'll finish saying one sentence and then leave too big of a pause for me to then hop in. Like that? Was that like the pause you're looking for? That one was massive. That was a big pause? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what you meant by long pause. Could have driven a Buick through that pause. Yeah, but I'm talking about pauses after you speak, not after oh, I speak. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak. With less pause? Would that be? I'm, I'm trying to be Canadian nice to you right now, Gavin. How would you like me to speak? What adjustments could I make? I mean, this is outrageous. That was a clear <laughs> pause. And you both just nothing. Just leaving me out to die. Listen, don't don't let me into this nonsense. You were talking to Gavin. I'm listening. Yeah, and I didn't want to step all over you. <laughs> that, was, that was not stepping. That was stepping in a different way. You just threw shit at me. That was terrible. <laughs> You left me out to die there. This podcast in only, what is this, episode 16? In only yeah. 16 episodes, it has descended <laughs> to the point where now we can't hold a conversation. Like the mechanics of a conversation are without, are outside of our grasp currently. Yeah, it's all broken down. Uh, it's all become so meta in on itself that we barely know how to function. We probably couldn't function outside of this podcast as it was. Oh, absolutely. I, when, when I think of us now getting ready for f face, I think we're about seven episodes away from being, uh, I don't know if you remember 2001 A Space Odyssey, but when the monolith appears and the the apes go and start beating it with sticks, I feel like we're, by another six or seven episodes, we're going to be apes just beating the microphones with sticks. We're regressing. <laughs> we're dehumanizing. And then suddenly we'll be in space doing it. Yeah. We got an intro now. We're back to the intros. Can you believe, Gavin, that I said I was pro-intro and got yelled at about it? How crazy that is. Today you did? Today, yeah. I said we should have intros. I think the intro is important. And I expect everyone to say, oh, that's great. You finally are reasonable. And they yelled at me. Well, it's because you've broken our spirit on the subject. How did I break the spirit? I was, it's, I think it's a valid point. I've seen the other side. I've evaluated. I was reasonable. I thought Eric had a pretty good point when he explained how you'd broken our spirit. And uh, I don't know if we need to rehash it, but uh, listen to the first two minutes of the podcast, Gavin, you'll hear it. Uh, it was very eloquent in the way that he uh, explained the fuckery that is Andrew Panton in the intro. <laughs> I came around. He beat it out of me. He comes in hot and he goes like, oh, we're going to do an intro. And I was like, we don't do an intro anymore. You convinced me otherwise. And he's like, well, now I think we should. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Uh, I think it makes sense, too. I just, we don't say our names on the show, ever, really. I mean, I refer to you by your name multiple times every episode. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I guess you do. Maybe, should I reverse my position in my back that we don't need intros? No, we're doing intros. I'm going to start writing down how often we say each other's names, just so I can get a better grasp of this. I need the data. You want stats after every recording? Well, yeah, I'll do my own stats. I don't expect that of anyone else, but uh, yeah, <laughs> stats are going to be done now. Okay. Do you remember last episode, we're talking about colors, new colors? Can I say something? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Before we go too further in last episode, sure. I wasn't happy with my performance in last episode. I left feeling kind of bummed. I thought you guys were great, but I just want to apologize if I didn't bring it 100. If I brought it like 88 or if I brought it like 92, I apologize. I, I, I try to bring it 100 every time, and I don't feel like I did. I even immediately messaged Nick, and I just said, cut out everything I said. Was it your least favorite episode 16 that we've done? It was my least favorite performance in an episode 16 that we've done. Despite how you feel about that, I feel like you said maybe the funniest thing that was said on this podcast within that episode. What was that? When we're talking about cool stuff, and, and it was, I don't remember the exact line, but you made a reference to like, building a company like an Animal Crossing, like it just suddenly happened. I thought that was very funny. So to give oh. you credit, up until that point, 
Gavin's line of that you are a man of beverage when talking about orangutans <laughs> was, I, I think, the most singularly funny thing said. And that passed for me. Thank you so much. I, I feel uh, a little redeemed, honestly. I appreciate that. I, I, I feel it's <laughs> I, I have to mention then I had lunch with Jack today, who uh, if you're not super familiar with our company, it's a guy we work with. Dude, he listens to this. Did you know that? He listens to the podcast, which A, makes me uncomfortable and is a little weird. Um, <laughs> but B, uh, he likes to talk to me about it. He told me that this last episode, so maybe it wasn't, fuck, I don't know. The episode that just came out this week, not that we're talking about, the one before, that Gavin said the funniest thing he's ever said in his life, and <laughs> you and I completely and totally missed it, Andrew, and glossed over it and didn't give it the reverential respect it deserves. Apparently, we were talking about judge stuff. Gavin said he would be Judge Gavel, which is a very funny thing to say, and uh, I don't remember it at all, and I guess we blew through it. And even on my listen-through, I didn't hear it. So, uh, Gavin, congratulations. <laughs> Jack thought that was a very funny moment, and I'm sorry I didn't give you the space. He texts me that, and I I didn't even remember saying it because <laughs> no one reacted to it. I went back to find it, <laughs> and it, no one says anything. And to me, I assume I just throw it out. Uh, you know, as a throwaway comment, like it's better than silence, but I wasn't like super proud of it. <laughs> it tickled Jack to the point where he had to. Oh, I love that. He had to bring it up today. I thought that was interesting. Were you just looking at him like, huh? <laughs> I was kind of like, I was like, oh, yeah, funny. He's like, you didn't react then. You're, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, OK, you're right. <laughs> Judge Gavel. Good on you, Gavin. Hey, thanks. See, because your name is Gavin, and we call you silly names like Gaver, Gavel, whatever. Yeah. And then a judge bangs a gavel, so it's funny on multiple layers. Oh, is that what that thing's called? It's a, it's a, it's a gavel? It's a called a gavel, yeah. Oh. It's what I was going for. It was a twofer, but Andrew and I, uh, we considered it a, an, a, a, an ofer, apparently, because we didn't even notice. I think you did notice. It just wasn't worth commenting on. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, that's my, that's my point, right? You you heard me say it, and you thought, huh. <laughs> is this an episode where we're going to analyze what Jack thinks is really funny? Like, we're just going <laughs> to talk about the jokes that land for him and how good they are? <laughs> this is now turning into an indictment on Jack's taste. No, it's not at all an indictment on Jack's taste. It's just, it's funny. We're, we're really, we're going into the weeds on Jack's opinions. I'm going to be texting him every week. I'll be like, what do you, hey, what do you think about that one? <laughs> <laughs> a new segment. Jack's favorite line of the week. Ah, we should have Jack on one time and he'll just be like, here's the funny thing that was said. <laughs> a recap episode? What if we turn it on him? What if we have him on for 30 seconds and he has to say something funnier than we've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is Jay and in betweeners going. <laughs> yeah. Doing a bit of a crazy frog. Oh, man. Shout out to, to Buckley there. Uh, you know, that's something that we have we haven't really broached. I know we t I said that I wanted Bill Ripken to come on the show someday because he was the inspiration for the name of the show for me. And Andrew was like, well, hold your horses. Maybe, let's find out if he's funny first, which I, I agree. But we've, <laughs> we've never really talked about having guests on the show. Is that something we're ever going to do someday? Maybe by the time we get to episode 16, we could be doing that. I may, Yeah, well, let's see if we can get through episode 16 first, right? I, uh... I, I, I'm on the fence about it. I, I really, I, I think maybe someday, but I think right now we're building, we need to build the, the, the foundation and maybe a floor of this house before we, we start opening up uh, the spare bedrooms to other people. The problem is we keep destroying the houses we're making it and changing what it looks like as it goes. Part of the problem. Trying to like jump in. Imagine going into a show and the first six minutes are yelling about does the intro matter and reversing opinion. Every week. <laughs> 
Yeah, and just not knowing how to close it. It's a weird. It would be a weird thing to walk into. I think it would be a challenge. Hey, this is Andrew from the podcast you're listening to. I'm I'm interrupting you for a minute because typically this is where the ad would start, but this isn't an ad. The ad is about to happen. I just I really had to to take a minute. Jeff typically does these things, and uh, I I mean he's known for his legendary tales, these legendary ad reads. But I'm going to have to take it over this week because Jeff, unfortunately, uh, blew his asshole out in a fart related accident. He's been trying really hard to find new sounds, hit new tones. And in the process of doing so, it just it went bad. And, and he just every, I, I, I don't want to be vulgar, but everything that should be on the inside is now on the out. We think he's going to be OK. It's sort of like when an athlete tears his ACL. We think his asshole will return to normal. Uh, but he's out this week because of it so i know i think it would be really nice if you could reach out to jeff on twitter or instagram really however you want to and just check in and make sure his asshole's okay thank you enjoy the ad here mirror on the wall what is the best brand for my balls manscaped of course hold up is that a nose pube good thing our partners at manscaped are here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package nobody loves long nose or ear hair and trying to deal with it can be a nightmare why pluck those hairs out when you can whack them it's way less painful than plucking. Endlessly plucking is insanity. Don't do it to yourself. Don't put yourself through that pain. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bunny. Go with that instead. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. 9,000 RPM! That's a lot of RPM. This nose and hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. You don't want any of those things near the delicate holes. It's a terrible thing. Avoid those at all costs. This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And you need to invest in your holes. You don't go cheap on the holes. The holes are very important. They're delicate. Invest properly in the holes. Get the performance package now to receive two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Also, you will receive a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking and lawn mowing time clean and enjoyable. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com face. Thank you, Manscaped, for making us look sexy. I am so serious about this amazing bundle. I am making a call to action. If you are stuck in the past plucking away like a psycho, stop everything that you're doing. Immediately rush to manscaped.com face. Help me help you embrace whacking. Stop plucking. It's terrible. Plucking's an awful idea. Embrace the whack. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com face. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com face. That's right. I'll say it again because I can. Go to manscaped.com face. Go get yourself 20% off of that free shipping. What are you waiting for? So we were talking about colors. We were talking about colors. We're talking about Gerpel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't did wait. Okay, speaking of lines you didn't get, did you guys not hear Gerpel last week? No, you did, because we talked oh, about Oh yeah. We talked about making a Gerpel shirt. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I didn't hear it in the recording, but we talked about it in Slack afterwards. No, it was in the recording. I think it was you two were talking and closing the show, and I just kept making up color names. I kept saying Gerpel. But yeah, so we're talking about Gerpel. Jeff had a whole bit where he wanted to read our text line, which was just forgotten about completely. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> ah, 
God damn it! Was, you, you were really enthused about it, too. You're, like, excited, <clears throat> and I didn't know where it began and where it ended, and I felt bad because Gavin only had one line of dialogue if we did that. I had this whole <laughs> thing worked out where I was going to try and get you two to flip roles without knowing, and so I could have the Gavin spot, so I do the least amount of talking. That would have been great. Wait, do I do the least amount of talking? No, in the text. In the text chain. Um, if we were oh. doing the script, you had one thing that said, like, cool, <sighs> and that was it. Yeah. Man, I thought that that was... Let me... All right. You can be honest with me. Was it a good idea? I think it's interesting. I thought it was an interesting idea, too. Uh, and now I feel like the audience must be really confused, uh, if there is still an audience at this point. Um, what it boiled down to is... And this is the problem with us recording so far in advance sometimes is after we did the episode, a conversation started about... Fuck, I don't even remember why I wanted to do it. Do you remember why I wanted... Uh, can I go back and I'm looking it? at... I'm trying to find the text right now. It was a funny conversation. But but yeah, so, so Gerple... I don't know if you want to tr still do your Gerple bit, Jeff, if you're still that committed. But Oh, no, I have it. I have it. I have it. Okay. okay. Here, here, here's the way it would have worked. The audience tunes in and maybe... maybe. Do you guys have it? Or you guys do have it in front of you? I can, I can pull it up. All right. Uh, Andrew, start it off. We should sell a Gerple color shirt. Love it. Interesting fact about Dumb and Dumber, the original screenplay was actually written by Chicago filmmaker John Hughes, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Vacation, but due to the deal he made with the directors, his name was to be stripped from the project, including the script. Damn. Would you intentionally write a shitty script if you knew you would not be credited? What color blank should we print Gerpel on? Uh, yes. And black? White? Surely some sort of greenish purple. I wonder if hypercolors is still a thing. The uglier, the better. I don't think it even needs a design. An ugly-ass greenish-purple blank. Does it say Gerple on it anywhere? I think it exudes Gerple. doesn't need to be stated. <laughs> Maybe on the inside tag. If you could find out how many times you've been bitten by a bug in your life, would you want to know? I don't think I would. I think the answer would be too gross. Only if I could then bet on the bug bites. Well, yeah. I mean, if we could make it a gambling thing, sure. I bet it's thousands. I would take the under on Gavin. Gavin strikes me as someone who get, doesn't get bitten frequently. He is so hairy. I bet it's harder for bugs to get in. Four. <laughs> can we release an episode as a text log? I think we can do anything. Do you think if we performed a text conversation, the audience would be able to tell? <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe. Let's perform a test. Let's read our lines next week, starting from <laughs> we should sell a Gerpel shirt up to and including this part of the conversation. Well, I can see this idea went over as well as a baseball bat. I think it's great. I feel bad adding to the script. Gavin only has one line of dialogue at the moment. <laughs> Bam. We already had that conversation. Did you know that brown isn't a color? It's just dark orange. Picture of brown. Aren't all colors <laughs> technically just a shade of another color? No. Primary colors are just those colors. Did you know that some colors are impossible? There's no such thing as yellowish blue to humans. I don't know about that, Gavin. I want us to do something like the... Oh, I don't want to read that part. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit for the future. Uh, that, and scene. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. I'll be honest. I hadn't actually read 80% of that. I just came back to my phone one day and saw like 27 on the text icon. I was like, what the hell? And then I just scrolled all the way to the bottom of it and wrote, bam. So we, the genesis of that is we were having the Gerple conversation and it was funny. And then I was trying to have a conversation about Dumb and Dumber because I was really embarrassed in the podcast because I was telling a story about how there was a scene in Dumb and Dumber that was in the trailer that's not in the movie. And I thought it was the scene where he falls off the, uh, the jetway, yeah. uh, the jet bridge, and it's not. But I think the thing is there's something different. Like it was, it was a different shot or something. I remember it very clearly in my mind. And then I was saying that that's probably what most Mandela effects are, people just misremembering or content being cut for television or whatever. 
Um, or sometimes scenes show up in trailers that are not in the movies. And uh, Gavin very adeptly pointed out that that scene is in the movie and I'm a fucking dumbass. And that made me feel really stupid. So I went on a whole mission reading all over IMDb and everywhere to try to find that difference. And I was never able to. But I did read the interesting thing about uh, the fact that John Hughes wrote Dumb and Dumber, which is crazy to me. And then I was thinking, what a funny conversation. It would be funny if we tried to read one of our text convos naturally, but sticking to the lines and seeing how long it would take the audience to figure out we were uh, we were doing that doing something off and uh turns out just listening to us go through it now would have been almost instantly it would have been yeah, yeah. would, would have been in one second we had eric and nick wondering what the hell was going on during that little read that we just did <laughs> let's hey do you want to do uh here gavin do you want to do a bit with me right now i'm gonna be eric Badur today at 3 23 p.m you play the part of nick schwartz and let's do uh let's let's do another uh interpretation okay and Andrew, you 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 can you you just hang tight. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is happening? What is going on? Am I having a stroke? Is this what the show is now? And scene. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so obvious that you guys are reading something. I mean, Gavin is just <laughs> uh, robotically reading something. Uh, yeah. But Jeff puts so much enthusiasm acting when he reads acting. like the way that he never ever sounds yeah. when you're just speaking with him acting that's not acting the, the the dialogue doesn't match your emotion at all you're just really enthused and yelling about every line you would never speak that way see i'm reading with the same tone that i had at the time while i was typing it <laughs> <laughs> but to circle back I'm not done with Gurple. We're, we're just getting started on this Gurple talk. I'm really glad you remembered that whole thing, Andrew, because I it, I I flushed it down the fucking brain toilet. I mean, we should have started with it. We kind of announced that we were going to do it. Well, you weren't even fucking here, so. All right. That, uh. <laughs> so I, I sent a message to all of you in our, in our Slack earlier this week saying, I, I've been working on something behind the scenes. That was terrifying. I, I, I said, don't be scared. I said, don't be alarmed, but I'm, I'm doing some work behind the scenes here, which is funny to say in a behind the scenes. It was a behind the scenes of the behind the scenes chat. And I uh, I talked to Tony, this church stuff, clothes stuff, design stuff. And uh, I, I put Gurple in motion. We're figuring out Gurple. You guys are Gurping? We're Gurping. I have some options. We could evaluate the different Gurple takes I have. Don't need to go with the design pattern necessarily. Just some color. Just some color possibilities of what a Gurple might look like. How do you feel about that as a Gurple? Oh my god. It kind of looks like those cups, you know those paper cups you get at like a fast food place? To those who can't see it, it's like a tie-dyed cyan and purple. It is. With a stack of money on it for some reason. Some might say Gurple. Some might call that a Gurple. I was just curious how you felt on the Gurple scale, one out of ten, how Gurple is that? I'm gonna give that like a nine. I don't know that there is a perfect, but I don't know how you could top it. It's a lot of white on it. It is a lot of white. I would agree with that. I think maybe the white ratio is a little too much. I'd like a little bit more blend of the purple and, and, and the green. Okay. But uh, So then we have another. This is, ignore everything about this, but the concept of what about Gurple crayon shirt? How do we feel about that? What if we make a Gurple crayon, have that as the design? That could be the shirt we go for. How do we feel about a Gurple crayon? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine getting up in the morning, looking through all of my shirts and thinking, that's the one for today. <laughs> what? Okay, well, what, is there an evaluation on your shirt choice every day? 
Do you, how much thought do you put into it? Well, I, I, I think about if I'm going to be on camera that day, I'll probably slop on some new merch that is currently sure. being sold instead of some old shitty merch that looks a bit ragged. That's fair. That's about it. I just, it, it totally, the, the swim trunks go on first. First thing I do, <laughs> wake up, roll out of bed, put on the swim trunks. And then depending on the color of the swim trunks, I, have, I, I pick the appropriate shirt color. And that is it. Shirt color just can't clash with the swim trunks. Swim trunks are so uncomfortable. Oh, they're so comfortable. They're so comfortable. You're sat on like rustly material and your bollocks are in a net. It's because you're buying dog shit swim trunks, man. I'm telling you, I found this pair of swim trunks. I don't work for these people. I'm not shilling for them. This isn't Spawn. None of that. But this company called Bather. <laughs> I bought them in Austin at... Uh, Sounds like you're looking down at them right now. I did. I did. I just looked down. <laughs> well, I'm wearing them right now. You know I am. <laughs> I looked down. <laughs> I looked down to see the label. <laughs> so I bought this one pair of swim trunks. It was ridiculously comfortable. I like the height. I noticed most shorts are too long. But I'm not, I'm, I am a little demure. I don't want to show too much leg, but I don't want to hide myself either, you know? And so I, they're like the perfect length and they're so, they're fucking expensive. They're like 80 bucks for one pair, but you know, I'm worth it. So uh, I bought like seven pair of bathers and that's just all I wear. You find the one thing that's cozy and comfy and then you just buy a hundred of that. The same thing with that pair of jeans I own that I, or a pair of pants. I, I own nine colors of one pair of pants and that's my entire wardrobe yeah i got a lot of red and gray shorts yeah oh you you do have a lot of fucking like salmon colored shorts it's like you it's like uh it's like a fucking truck drove by your house when you were a teenager and a box fell out full of shorts <laughs> salmon colored shorts that you fit you and you were just like well i guess i'm set for life yeah i mean it, isn't it great to have multiples of stuff oh it's the best so it's just like oh i could just take these off and put these it's like with socks and stuff yes it's the best part about being a guy i think too is like you just find what works and then you just beat that into the ground. I started doing a thing with, uh, it was like an old sponsor of one of our podcasts that I, I assume I won't say the name of, about underwear. And I just subscribed and once a week or once a month I get some boxes and then I just pilfer around in my drawer for the shoddiest, probably like 14 to 15 year old <laughs> pair of boxer shorts with a hole in and I pick them out and I throw them away. And they slowly over time, over the months, will become fully replaced with a brand new set of boxes. Yeah, that's smart. I do something similar. Yeah. I was thrown off by your use of I assume I won't say, like that you didn't have a choice in the matter. <laughs> like there was some <laughs> other force that could somehow make you That was completely your decision. I don't know why you didn't articulate that you were unsure of whether to proceed. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> weird way of phrasing. This is very strange. Is that what was in the script? Is that what we typed out? <laughs> yeah, it must have been an autocorrect or something. Oh god. Okay. So we got those out of the way. What about this for a Gerple, Gerple Venn diagram shirt? A little bit of green, a little bit of purple, Gerple in the middle. How do we feel about this as a possibility? That's the one. You think that's, oh, I still got ones to pick. Here's, here's what you got to do too. If it had the G in the green and then U-R-P in the gray and then L-E in the, or maybe P-L-E in the purple. So the word goes across all three. I think that'd be phenomenal. Oh God! So we're—that's like a solid nine point nine—is—is is the, the Venn diagram gerbil? Is that a true blend of those two colors? By the way, if you actually, you know, fifty percent opacity over each other. You think I know how colors work? I just got sent. <laughs> I got oh. no clue. I can't answer that. I feel very good about that one. Where are you getting these from? Is this from—is this from this uh, Tony? Yeah, these are all from Tony. I was talking back and forth. I was telling. I was trying to explain the concept <laughs> of gerbil. 
And and I was very, I appreciate Tony's clearly, I can trust him. I said, don't tell anybody nothing about this. It has to be a secret. You're able to just deploy employees of this company. <laughs> you barely even work here. And you've got people. I'm technically, I don't work there. Like, I'm under contract. I'm a contracted <laughs> I'm not an employee. Hey, head of the multi-million dollar merch department, uh, it's contract employee Andrew Panton. <laughs> Drop what you're doing. Drop what you're doing. I, I have some work for you. I need you to invent a color. Oh, you said that. I kind of said that. It never occurred to me that that was absurd, but yeah. This is coming in hot. I'm going to need you to drop everything. <laughs> Should we explain that last one to those who can't see it? The Venn diagram? Oh. It's basically a Venn diagram of green and purple together, and in the middle, they're gray. Yeah. I'm assuming Nick will put all these up in the... Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be on the Instagram, too. I have an issue with that Instagram, but Gurple 4... <laughs> I think this is the ugliest Gerple by far. Uh, just, I, I feel like it, it makes me think Gerple, but it just doesn't look pleasant. I don't think I'd want to buy that shirt. Have they like deliberately warped the look of the blank to be all like floofy and blumpy in the wrong areas? Like, look, who, who wants to look like that? It's so lumpy and weird. It's pretty odd. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a very, the lumpy variant of Gerple, a, a very limited run. So that's Gerple 4. Gerple 5 is going to come across as very self-congratulatory. Uh, uh, this was not my idea. This is purely Tony's idea. I guess there are Pantone swatches, and so he wanted to do like a Pantone, Pantone, Gerpel, Pantone swatch. I'm, I'm butchering <laughs> explaining this. This is a train wreck. It's a shirt that has a swatch on it that says Gerpel. How do we feel about this? I fucking love that shirt, if I'm being honest with you. That one should come out either way. Okay. But I don't think it's main Gerple. Okay. You know where that shirt belongs, Gavin? I'm going to tell you right now, and you're going to instantly know. Many, many years ago, we went to the Netherlands together. We went to, uh, uh, for a work thing. And yeah. you, we were in Breda. It was a college town. We gave a talk on, uh, like, machinima and online stuff. I don't remember. Yeah. It was a bullshit. Some bullshit. Uh, some excuse to go to the <laughs> Netherlands. And... <laughs> In that little cute college town of Breda, which was phenomenal, uh, by the way, and uh, just a gorgeous place, um, there was the Museum of Graphic Design, I believe, and we went and spent the day there, and that shirt, it looks like it would be a poster on the front, of the, uh, on the front door when you walk in. Yeah, it's like, that would be like hanging above the door. <laughs> pan, uh, like f April 17th to May 26th, Panton Gerpel exhibit. That place wasn't far from the, uh, the best smelling alley in the world. Dude, dude. What did it smell like? It smelled really good. What does that mean? Are we talking like the bakery or like yeah. what is the smell? Yeah, it, it was, was food. It was food. Okay. It was food. It was, uh, it was waffles and all kinds of... Oh. It, it, it wasn't just waffles, though. It was... I think that there was some McDonald's in that smell, too, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> is there any smell that a, a slight waft of McDonald's doesn't improve? No. Slight is the key, though. You don't want too much. Just a no. little bit. It was like a, a cornucopia of pleasant smells that combined together to make the ultimate Voltron of delicious smell. And I can't pick out what each piece was, but I know waffle was a big part of it. It was like if my nose had a G-spot, it had its fingers <laughs> all over it. All that smell was stimulating every single piece of the inside of my nose. It was amazing. I wish you hadn't said that. No. <laughs> Did I ruin it? Oh, that creeped me out. It was, it was a nice image. Oh. So what? what is the Gerpel? I think we should pick the go-to. I feel like I know based on the reactions. But what is the definitive Gerpel? It's got to be the Venn diagram. I think it's the Venn diagram. And then we should make the Pantone color too. Okay, so you think we go Venn diagram with the, the GUR and the green 
and, and the the Ellie. I mean, we can the... we can play around with where the text goes if we okay. even need it. But yeah, I feel like we should lock into one of these shirts, and then whatever we lock in with, the, the audience won't know for two weeks. And what if we pick the shirt that the audience doesn't want? That feels like a good f- face to me. We're committing <laughs> to something immediately without any reaction to our possibilities. Let's pick the shirt that looks like it was stitched and made to fit, uh, I don't know, um, Jabba the Hutt's body? No, I'm not I, I'm not saying the shirt needs to, to be. I, I just think we should go with something. And it would be funny if what we thought was the best didn't align at all with the audience. That's just an easy. Well, that's usually how it goes. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The, yeah, the, the audience wasn't very aligned with you last week, Andrew. Uh <laughs> With the whole bag being a container thing. I, yeah, let me restate. That was my fault. I'll own up to it. I, I should have explained my point better. That's on me. I, I accept that a bag can be a container. It contains things. <laughs> my issue is socially, if I said, hey, Gavin, get me a container and you come back with a bag, I'm going to think you're a psychopath. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody gets a bag. If you were holding like a, a handful of grapes or something, I probably would get a bag. Or like some sort of small thing that fits in a bag, like fruit. Well, the fruit comes bagged. And also fruit comes in containers. Like blueberries come in containers. Berries come in containers, not bags. That's true. Well, frozen ones are in bags. Oh, frozen ones come Ooh, in Ooh, I didn't, you know what? I'm not a frozen fruit guy. So you're right. That's a good point. You're not a smoothie guy? No, not really. You big frozen fruit guy, Gav? No, I bought a blender and some frozen fruit once and I made a smoothie and I thought, eh, it's not for me. It's nice. It's delicious. Just a lot of faff. And it's not like great for you. It's just like a ton of sugar and shit, isn't it? Let me let me ask you guys the question. When was the last time you you bought at a grocery store from the frozen food section like one of those tubes? You know, it looks like a like a like about the size of a Coke can, and it's just like orange juice concentrate or limeade concentrate or grapefruit Never. juice concentrate, and I then went home and sque- like like squeezed it out into a pitcher and then mixed it up with water and turned it into juice? Well, I think not, neither of us are from the 60s, so we don't know about that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I just, it would never, I would never buy that product. I just feel like, yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at is I was thinking about that the other day in the frozen food section. I saw that and I was like, oh, I should pick that up because I like limeade. And then I thought, when was the last time you saw anybody... Probably 25 years. I was probably 16 at my grandma's house the last time I saw that uh, that technology in use. But it's still in the grocery store, so somebody's doing it. And I agree with you guys. I think it's from a time long past. So does the concentrate tube just exist for people o- older than me? And as they slowly die out, like the baby boomers slowly die out, so does the frozen juice concentrate? Yeah, there'll be an inventory in the supermarket one day and there'll be like every single one that they put on the shelf will still be there. And they'll be like, all right, the boomers are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just a space saver? Like surely concentrate orange juice in like a tub or like a carton is that, but with the water already added. I guess it must be. Yeah, and it it keeps longer, right? Like you can have like 10 cartons of orange juice in your freezer whenever you need it. That's a good point. Are you pulp or no pulp? I prefer pulp, but I have no qualms with not using with not having pulp. Like it's not a turnoff. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I mean, as we would call it in England, I like bits in my orange juice. That's what they call it, bits. Yeah, with bits, orange juice with bits. Pulp is such a better word. Or, or check this out: orange juice with no bits. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It's not just orange juice. Well, there's no. There's no normal orange juice, is there? It's like peanut butter. What do you mean? They're smooth and crunchy, but there's no, like, regular. I feel like regular is smooth. You feel like regular is smooth? I feel like regular is crunchy. Really? 
That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like regular orange juice is with bits. I think, uh, well, we could probably figure this out. We could probably, there has to be sales data. I think Gavin's right, and here's why. If it doesn't have pulp, it specifies orange juice pulp-free. That's a great point. They feel the need to mention it because they don't want to d- disappoint you when you find out there's no pulp in it, because I think pulp is the expectation. Some pulp. Eric had a great question. What if you want a bit of orange juice? What do you, what, I don't, how is that a great question? What do you mean? A bit of orange You just... Compared to having it in a bottle, I assume it's because Gavin calls pulp bits. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, one of the, it was one of those comments that that should have been audible and in the moment, not yeah. uh, read uh, over a minute after the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. No, I didn't. I didn't see it <laughs> until then, and the context really didn't line up. It was very confusing. Eric, <laughs> Eric says he nailed it. Me and Jeff nailed it. I agree, Eric. That is a clear example of why pulp is a better word. There would have been no confusion if he wrote pulp. You know also why pulp is a better word than bit. Go ahead. Why? Because I think that save for that one word, like if you flipped it, I don't think Quentin Tarantino has a career. Bit fiction? I don't think anybody goes to see bit fiction. It does feel like a very different movie. Yeah. That'd be like a computer hacking movie or something. It would. Real quick, uh, not to keep uh, sidetracking away from wherever you were headed with the Gerbil stuff, Andrew. Oh, we're done. Oh, are we done? We're we're gerped out? Yeah, we're gerped out. Put the lid on the gerp for a minute. Okay. I was watching the latest season of uh, The Great... British Baking Show, or whatever the fuck it's called now, British Baking Show. It's, it's, I feel like it's been through so many iterations. Bake Off? Bake Off, yeah. The new one that has Noel in it and the little bald man who's very funny. And in it, I think a Scottish dude, uh, he used the word donkey as a unit of time. Donkey's yes. Yeah, he said that. He was like talking about how he ha- hadn't made a, a, oh, a, a macaron. He hadn't made a macaron in a donkey. And I was like, <laughs> I assume that means a long time. But he was like, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a donkey since I've made a macaroon. And I was like, what? There's a lot of good words for the passage of time. Like, oh, I haven't done that, you know, in donkey's years or I haven't done that in yonks. It's all good. It's all good <laughs> yonks. stuff. Yonks is a good one. Who uses yonks? Would someone who uses donkeys also use yonks? I'd say the donkey stuff is probably more, it's more close to Cockney than, I, I'd say yonks is what my grandparents would say. I mm. like donkey. I want to start using it uh, in my day-to-day lingo, but I, I want to look up the etymology of it. Maybe next episode, uh, I'll probably forget, but if I don't, I'll come back and I'll tell you the history of donkey and why. Because it's like, are donkeys slow? Do they take a long time to get from point A to point B? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's probably that much consideration into it. Well, it's got to come from somewhere. You can't just point at something and be like, I've decided that the word pillow means six years. There's a long history of animals being used to refer to things that aren't animals in England, like like a monkey. Oh, well, here we go. According to Eric, punning allusion to the length of a donkey's ears and to the vulgar pronunciation of ears as years. Oh, because it's like Cockney. I get it. Donkey's ears implies a long time because donkey's ears are long, while donkey's years is supported by the belief that donkeys live a long time. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And uh, for currency, uh, like 500 quid is a monkey. <laughs> Why? I think you, there's a pony as well. There's just, I don't know. It's just okay. like, uh, sure. it's, it's London slang. Isn't it? We have that in America. Like, I, I'd love to hear what you have in Canada, because like in America, a $10 bill is called a sawbuck. Uh, I don't feel like we have a loony and a toonie for the $1 coin and the $2 coin. I don't feel like we have... But that's the name, right? It's not It's not slang. Yeah, that's not even like the nickname. It's just like, I, I can't think of any good Canadian currency nicknames. You don't have like, like the Canadian version of like stacks or anything like that? <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. Dude, speaking of loony toonie, I didn't realize until... Three decades alive on this planet. That Looney Tunes, uh, uh, Looney Tunes, like Looney Tunes. 
Oh, the spelling? Yeah, it's. I thought it was T-O-O-N, like a cartoon. Yeah, that would make more sense. I don't think of singing when I think Looney Tunes. There's not a lot of tunes. I guess an American saying the word, uh, you know, spelled T-U-N-E-S, is an uh, American spelt, like, says that like T-O-O-N-S, hmm. whereas I would say them differently. Yeah, I think Eric just wrote, it's, it's technically it's Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, which is correct. I had no freaking idea that it was tunes. It's one of those things that like the I, maybe the definition of the word can evolve over time. When you watch a show, now I haven't seen The Great British Bake Off. From my understanding, it's a very wholesome show. It's the best. Is is it just the wholesomeness you're going for cuz it's technically isn't it a competition show as well? It's a competition show where everybody supports each other and it feels it just feels like a breath of fresh air in a world where everything is stressful and agitated and People like even the people that are losing, they genuinely mm-hmm. want the I mean, like they just support each other in the most wholesome way. And it's hard to frame it other than to say it just makes you feel good and it makes you feel good about people. That's good. And and and, and sometimes you really fucking need that right now. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Also, sometimes the cakes are so hilariously bad that that makes it worth <laughs> it. There was a fucking Freddie Mercury cake. You know how Terrence and Philip are in South Park where they're just like a circle with the fucking Yes. Cut down the middle. Mm-hmm. Somebody made a Freddie Mercury cake, and that's essentially what it was. And it was the funniest <laughs> guy. It was like Freddie Mercury from the nose up. I know the guy had an overbite, but they just like took his fucking the lower b- part of his chin off, and it was. And then they made a they made a David Bowie who uh, <laughs> his neck was wider than his head. Um, and then somebody for some reason made uh it was supposed to be uh make a bust of a cake of someone that you admire most, like a hero. And somebody did uh. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Yeah, there he is! He put it up already! <laughs> what is that? Tom DeLonge, I'm sorry. It's not Mark Hoppus. It's Tom DeLonge. They're different. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Tom DeLonge is the one that believes in aliens, and Mark Hoppus is the one that uh, is trying to keep the band alive. Dave's three different flavors of Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Looks nothing like Tom DeLonge. No offense to Dave. I know they were under the gun there. But it's so it's also funny because you get to see stuff like that. I got to stop watching it. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't like like American cooking competition shows. It seems really pointless to me. Nothing like that. Like it's it's a weird thing because so like let's say like American Idol, right? You're watching and as a viewer or the voice is probably a more current example. You're hearing these people sing and you can kind of form an opinion yourself on the performance and then get attached that way. Cooking competition shows you can't taste the food so you have no evaluation as a viewer of what the product actually is in any meaningful way. That's why a lot of the times on those shows, the judges are so good because they can so well describe what a taste is. Like I used to watch a lot of like Australian MasterChef and stuff like that because they're really good at like just saying stuff with their mouth and it going into my mouth. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's one way to say that. I was, I was with you 90% of the way. <laughs> And then you lost me there in the end. I think part of, uh, well, presentation's a big deal of Bake Off, uh, Andrew, because they're trying to make it look like these perfect uh, British pastries and, and bake things. But I think the thing that makes, that's really nice and probably is why the show is is partially as, as sweet as it is, is all they're winning at the end is like a ribbon. Like there's no money prize. There's mm-hmm. They're not competing for a chance to open a bakery in their small town or to like, to get to like, I don't know, apprentice under Christina Tossi or something. They just get like like a first place ribbon and a bow. And then at the end of the season, I think they get like a little like a little serving platter or something. That's nice. It's like you're you're just doing it to do it and to for the spirit of competition. And and yeah, I really should watch that. I had a 
a pretty breakthrough moment in my dreams last night, which I was pretty proud of. I'd like to hear it. So I've had, um, I guess it, it, since COVID, I've had just tremendously boring dreams. And this was a little bit before <laughs> as well, where I just don't dream about anything. I dream through my own eyelids. So I end up dreaming about like my nightstand and what's on it from the angle that my head is actually at while I'm asleep. And it's become a real problem because it's just, I'm dream- I'm, I can't not look at my, my table next to my bed. But last night, uh, there was some weird shit showing up in my, in my dream version of my nightstand. Like uh, there was like a cat and like some sort of demon thing. And I can't close my eyes because my eyes are closed. I'm asleep. So I had to dream a second set of eyelids <laughs> that would close over my uh, real dream eyelids so I couldn't see the demons. And I have eventually figured out how to close my eyes <laughs> in my dream where my eyes are stuck open. I'm pretty proud of it. Can I... <laughs> Do you have any idea what I just said? That I do. That's a lot to unpack. I'm I'm just I'm fascinated by this. Did you try to wake up first or did you immediately go I need to create a second set of eyelids and then make them operational? That was honestly the first thought because it's hard to wake up from a dream. Yeah. Especially when your dream feels like you're awake looking at <laughs> what's next to your real head. Let me ask you a question. Are you at all worried uh and I'm being serious here. Are you at all worried that one of two things could be happening? One, maybe the the tensile strength and 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 like uh, thickness of your eyelids is deteriorating to a point where they're almost see through, and you are actually seeing those things because your eyelids are are your eyelids are just like like disintegrating, and maybe maybe you're losing them, or maybe you're getting. Sm- have you been bitten by any weird bugs lately? We had a conversation about you and bugs earlier. Maybe you're, get, you're getting some sort of super eyesight powers that allows you to see through things, and, and you're going to need to learn how to, how to control that and turn it off. Kind of like Professor X has to learn how to shut out all the, uh, all the thoughts of everybody in the world. I, I think there's nothing wrong with my physical eyelids. And, and it's definitely not me with my eyes open, because sometimes I'll move my hand in front of my eyes and I can't see it. But in the dream, I assume I'm not moving my real hand there because I'd be like <laughs> knocking shit over. Just to be safe, I would go to like Texas eye specialists and have them measure the 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 thickness of your eyelids and make sure it's appropriate. Maybe see if I can pull a truck like six <laughs> feet with my eyelids or something. I think you're asking for trouble there. I just think you should make sure that they're, you know, you might. What if you have your what if you have like some sort of a a keratitis or something to your eyes, which is a thing that Gus had a long time ago. Uh, that's like, it makes like sandpaper on, on your eye and your eyes, every time you blink are like slowly sandpapering away the inside of your eyelids. You're just eroding your eyes. I made that up, but it could be true. You need to find <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, anyway, in the, in the comments, let me know if, if uh, anyone has problems just dreaming through their eyes, uh, and how to stop it. Cause my only way of stopping it was to close my dream eyes, which then meant I was just dreaming about black nothing. Do you, do you, do you think? Uh, do you think it maybe this is a side effect of your brain bulging out of your forehead? Maybe the old uh, the old frontal eminence. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I had a sleep breakthrough myself recently. This okay. has been a, a real game changer for me. You know when you wake up in the morning and you don't have to be quite up yet, but like you have to use the bathroom or something, and and you you could sleep for longer, but you have to get up to use the bathroom and it sucks. It ruins you. You're just up at that point. I have started, and let me be very clear, I do not recommend this to anybody, but this has been a game changer for me. I have started going through that process, but I never open my eyes. I just keep my eyes closed. (laughs) It's like I'm still sleeping. It's fantastic. I have a space that I can navigate without walking into things. I've been walking with my eyes closed a lot recently. It's a real game changer. If you've got a setup 
and which it will not hurt you in any way. Be very cautious. As I said, don't recommend this for everybody, but it's it's valuable. I feel like I'm still sleeping. I feel like I'm stealing sleep time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to the, the sort of the wavelength of light you get in your eyes that can cause your brain to wake up more. Like blue light in the morning, is that will get your brain cooking. If you keep your eyes closed, I assume you don't get that. No, you don't. It's fantastic. Oh so my I would God. definitely not recommend doing it, but it's great. Are you an eye mask at night kind of guy? No. Okay, just regular eyelids. Just regular eyelids. What if you put on an eye? Do you use an eye mask? Yeah, yeah, I could dream right through oh, that thing too. Wow, okay, I was going to say. what Have you tried two? <laughs> <laughs> like eventually, eventually the physical things that are on my head will break <laughs> through into the dream and I just won't be able to see through. You should really just try sleeping with a VR helmet on and just see what happens, see what your visibility is. It doesn't matter what I put on my head, it does matter where I am. Like if I'm on a plane, I'll dream about the seat in front of me. Really? Yep. That's so strange. It's tragic. It's so boring. I had a Spider-Man dream when I was a kid, and that was like the greatest dream I ever had. I immediately took my mask off. I was flying around the city. Everybody knew I was Spider-Man. It was great. You did a face reveal of Spider-Man, like the moment you were sp- uh, was the Literally the first thing I did. I'm like, I'm fucking Spider-Man, everybody. This is, want to see me climb this wall? I'll climb this wall right now. This is amazing. <laughs> And it was the greatest dream. And I told my cousin about it. I was like, "This, I had this Spider-Man dream. You got to get yourself a Spider-Man dream. I don't know what you got to do to make that happen, but work on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> and the whole summer, he would try to have this Spider-Man dream. And it finally happened like at the end of August. And he said, hey, I had my uh, I had the Spider-Man dream. And I was so excited for him. I said, oh, well, what happened? You climbed buildings? What did, you get? What, what, what did you do? What was going on? And he said, nah, I was Spider-Man, but I was stuck in a swimming pool the entire time. <laughs> and I, I had no I had no ability to use any of the powers. I just could not leave the swimming pool as Spider-Man. He was like in the water? He was in the water and he could not get out. His webs did not work. He could not climb. All of the things that make you... He's essentially just a guy in a Spider-Man suit who didn't know how to swim, stuck in a pool. <laughs> it's like being the invisible man in a room with all the lights off. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was pointless. Fuck, I didn't even think of this as content. Content until a, the timing of you saying that walking to your bathroom with your eyes closed is fucking crazy, Andrew. And by the way, I think that's a brilliant idea. And uh, earlier today, I almost died on my bicycle. Oh, I was <laughs> say this. My, my girlfriend listens to this podcast and she's always worried about me getting being safe um, because I was riding in a bike lane and I really I was just thinking about how long and straight these bike lanes are in Austin. And uh, I thought, how long can I ride my bike with my eyes closed straight? Like if my eyes are my eyes, what keep me straight? Because my hands are what move and change the direction. <laughs> so if I just like hold my hands frozen in place and close my eyes, how long can I ride straight? Uh, and you can you can ride straight with your eyes closed uh, until the car in the oncoming <laughs> traffic lane honks its horn at you. Because you're, you've almost, you're running, you're driving right at it. Why would you test this by a road? Why would you do it there? Because uh, that's where I had the thought. I had the thought and then I tried it. And uh, I woke up. I didn't wake up. I opened my eyes because I heard a, because a horn car honked at me and I was barreling down. Uh, I was very far away from the bike lane and uh, I was definitely in traffic. <laughs> so, but the problem is, Jeff, with your experiment is you prove nothing because you have no idea how like you were there cars the entire time like you just learned when a car was there i picked a quiet road it wasn't <laughs> you could have been off course the minute you closed your eyes i probably was could have been instantly you proved nothing yeah no i i, I mean i agree and i thought to myself uh experiment failed won't try that again <laughs>
I like that you even tried it, though. There's no process of, of thinking that, like, what if I immediately veer off? How would I know? Yeah. I like that the alternative is, like, a man dies in Austin, hit by car, riding bike. But you never would have heard why. And that's what's brilliant <laughs> about the fact that you lived through this. The Citizen app update would not have mentioned, what, like, <laughs> while driving with eyes closed to prove dumb point. Eric said, uh, Eric wanted to let us know we're at 55 minutes, so we should wrap up. But also he said, uh, he pointed out that I started and ended the convert the podcast today by proving nothing. <laughs> oh, I think that's good work all around then. Yeah, I appreciate that. And by proving nothing twice, maybe that means I proved everything. I don't think it does. Something to think about. No, I don't I don't think I have to. Well, sit, sit with it for a while and think about it. I can let you know right now I will not be thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. I think I processed it. Well, Andrew, do you want to do the outro since you love intros so much? Uh, I, th I feel like I've already carried the show with my intro. I, I think someone else should do it. That's fair. Gavin, it's all you. Thank you for watching episode 16 of Face. Make sure to rate five stars uh, if you listen to this in a place with stars. That uh, Subscribe. Uh, there's no bell to ring. Don't do that. Uh, see you next week for our 16th installment. Face. That was really good. I wanted to wait until you finished. When we started the show and I was here 20 minutes early just talking to myself, I was thinking about why is there never, never a decimal system with five? Like if you're doing one to ten, there's always a decimal, but five is always stars. You never see a decimal in the five, one to five scale. Well, because des is ten, D-E-C. But it's just, if you're going to do a system, oh, okay. What you're after is pentamals. Is a pentamal the exact same as a decimal? <laughs> what? That doesn't, I, that doesn't make, you're just saying stuff. But deck, deck is 10. Deck is 10, I know. But I'm saying, just if I'm a critic of fucking, I don't know, pizza, I don't give a shit about that if I'm going one through five. Why can't I have a 4.6 is what I'm saying. Uh, Nick, can you make sure there's a pentamal somewhere in the title of, of uh, this week's episode? I don't know what one is. I'd just like to point out, I was trying to prove one more thing. Uh, I closed my eyes through half of that conversation and then opened it through the last half, and you guys didn't get any funnier or less funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. Write that down. Stop. Stop.